Jazzcast Pros. If you're a woman contemplating your next move, you found the perfect podcast to empower your self growth journey. Welcome to High Vibe Table Talks, the podcast to help you, the cautiously ambitious woman, remove mental barriers and take action now so that you can achieve your high vibe desires. All right, welcome. This is the High Vibe Table Talks. I'm Rashawn Hargrave, your host and owner of High Vibe Cowork. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode one, um, a discussion with Robbie today. She's just a magical human being. She has been a part of the High Vibe community for a while. And I really wanted to highlight how her journey is different than mine. I recently left my job about six months ago to go full time into my business. And that was my plan for a while. That was kind of my light at the end of the tunnel. Robbie's journey is a bit different. She is not full-time in her creative efforts and her passion projects have their space. They have their time and importance and boundaries. So at the end of the day, the lesson that I want you to grab from this or I hope comes through is there is no perfect or right path. There is no wrong decision. Take the direction that feels good to you. If you go down that path and it doesn't feel right and you want to pivot, pivot. Pivot does not equate to failure. There are messy middles no matter what direction you choose, but take the should out of the right path for you. So pull up a seat, grab a cup of coffee as we chat with Robbie. Well, welcome, Robbie. Welcome to the High Vibe Table Talks. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am so excited to be here, Marshawn. This is truly like an honor. I'm thrilled. I love working with you on stuff. I love seeing this new thing you're doing. This is great. Awesome. Thank you so much. How are you today? I am really great. I'm excited for this podcast and for the table that you're building. Thank you. Yeah, you were like one of the first people I told about the whole table idea, too, because I was so inspired. Yeah, and it stuck with me. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you feeling about it? I'm like, it feels very vulnerable for me. It's not even that I feel like I can't do it or that it'll be bad, mm-hmm. but w- the voice that keeps coming up is like, oh, you're just a bandwagoner. Everybody has a podcast. Like mm-hmm. you're just like trying to, f- I don't know. It's like this weird mm-hmm. voice around that, you know? Hmm. What comes to mind is an Elizabeth Gilbert thought. Yes, maybe everyone else has done this but they haven't done what you're going to do. Yeah. Or they haven't, you know, they don't see it the way you see it. And so like, truly it is unique. And even if it's not, okay. Like I think often the, the point is the creation or the process. Like even if you are making an absolute identical thing to what someone else has done and the world at large maybe won't be massively changed by this, which probably isn't true. But even if that was the case, your experience of going through this will probably do some significant changing for you. And then the ripple effect outwards ultimately changes things for everyone in your orbit. Yeah. And thank you for bringing that book up, too, because it reminds me of the part where she's like, do it as if it's like the most important thing in the world. And also simultaneously, don't give a shit at all. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love that. And as I was getting ready for this, I realized how deeply that book has informed my relationship with creativity. Um, So I will be quoting her throughout. (laughs) 
But I really do love that the duality of that idea of it is like deeply important and spiritual and meaningful in the overall tapestry of like human existence. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. It just doesn't matter at all. It's both. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like I want to do this for me. Yeah. And nothing else really like who cares? Who cares? Who cares? And truly, nobody cares about this as much as you do. Yeah. And and that's every creative project. Like, no one no one cares about the thing you make as much as you. Yeah. Cool. I love an organic convo. And I appreciate you, like, fumbling through this first part with me and helping me kind of create the process as I go through it. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. I think we need to champion the process. Yeah. yeah. A lot more. I think this is not, like, a throwaway part of it. It's, like, a cool part of the process. Yep. For those of us in the audience that don't know Robbie, can you tell us a little bit more about who you are, kind of where are you from and what you do? Yeah. My name is Robbie Young Murphy. As a artist and a musician, I go by Robbie Young. I grew up in Mississippi, so I am a kind of Southeast girl at heart, but I've spent most of my adult life in New York City or in Philly. And beyond that, I really aspire to like a nomadic life. I love the idea of creating my life wherever I am and that not necessarily being tied to a place or a a job, an occupation, um, but really that being kind of intrinsic to me and it going with me wherever I am. Mm. As a vocation, I am a project manager. Right now I work at an ad agency, meaning I help brands develop marketing campaigns that tell their stories in a meaningful way. Uh, but I'm actually in the process of transitioning into project management consulting, meaning I'm going to help companies, marketing departments run a bit more efficiently, create better work with fewer headaches. And then as a creative, I am an aspiring, evolving, unfolding creative. And I don't quite know what that is or that means. But I, for me, at least, I think that's really integral to being a creative is being a little bit undefined. Mm. Um, my One of my most recent projects has been in music. I released my first album, my first EP last fall. And so for the last several months, I've thought of myself as a musician and in many ways, and, and I absolutely am. But over the last couple of days, I've really been thinking about how I am a musician and whatever else that is. And so my focus has been on music, but I am not just a musician. I'm many things. And and that's an ongoing conversation I'm having with myself. Mm. What I find so fascinating about you and creatives in general is it's beautiful how things manifest differently. You know, at Mm. your core, you're Robbie Young Murphy. And sometimes the spoke of that wheel is musician. And sometimes it is ad agency creator and sometimes it is traveler and content creator. And Mm -hmm. at its heart, they're all the same, but they are just manifesting themselves in different ways based on where you are and what you're feeling and who you are being that day and that moment and in that season. That's a really cool way to think about it as a spoke. I've never visualized it that way. And I love a visual. <laughs> um, but thinking of myself as that centerpiece and I kind of have shoots 
that go off in, in all of these different directions. And maybe sometimes I spend more time on one spoke or the other, or I maybe move in that wheel. But ultimately, like, it's all me. And so to define myself as one of those spokes or one of those pieces is really to to limit myself. And let's see how far this analogy goes. If I limit myself and I, I don't allow myself to expand in all those areas, well, then I don't have a round wheel anymore. And I can't actually like balance and roll through life. Yeah, that's so beautiful. You know, coming from a background of education, um, I got my degree in teaching and there was this direct path and this is the direction mm-hmm. that you go and you graduate college and you get your master's and you get a job and that's the career that you're in until you retire. And so I think that while for me it, was around education. But when I pivoted away from education, it felt like a failure. Mm. And one of the things that I love that you do is you use pivots as a new adventure, a new rainbow Mm. to chase, a new way to show up for yourself. And you're very curious. And how can I show up in this new version of myself? And that's that's really cool and very inspiring to me. Yeah, I think it's become an important part of my self-care approach mm-hmm. is to have a lot of curiosity about who I am, like my identity and even like what I'm doing and where I'm going to be. And sometimes I try to think of approaching myself or approaching life for this next chapter with more questions than answers and almost like trying to look for the better question or understand the better question rather than answer it. Because when you answer it, it's it's kind of the end of a sentence or it's the end of that story. And so to to think about from from your story of like coming into this in education and then finding pivots, maybe like the first pivot of many pivots along the way, to me, approaching that with a question of what's next or what interests me or how does this experience as an educator inform my next step? What do I as an educator do next? I think that that approach with questions can be a really powerful and I mean, admittedly vulnerable because it creates a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. But I think it it creates a lot of opportunity Mm. as well. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high quality recordings, regardless of your or your guest internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. Taking that fear out of it of I'm never going to make the wrong choice. I just have to figure out what choice I want to make and get curious about what choice feels good to me right now and not being afraid of ending in disaster you know yeah because <laughs> the ending in disaster is a potential outcome that my brain loves to throw in there <laughs> as like the only outcome that could ever happen to anything like you know am I going to make an omelet today I don't know it's going to end in disaster this is going to go terribly wrong <laughs> but more so when I'm actually considering creative ventures or unknown steps One of the things that I think about is uncertainty or unknowns and the relationship with fear and trying to do the same thing. 
and and for many years I have thought of uncertainty and fear as being kind of hand in hand. And I think that they occupy the same space a lot of times, but they are very different things and they can be decoupled. So to be able to recognize it, my logical brain knows that uncertainty can turn into more than just disaster and it can imagine opportunity and direction and connection and all of these different outcomes. My emotional brain often gets stuck in fear and can only imagine the bad stuff. And one of the ways that I have helped to create space for my brain, but also like a, a lot of compassion for my mind as well, is I got this from Rachel Cargill. And she she said this thing uh, on a podcast once, I think, in life, I will flourish or I will recover. Mm. And I'm going to do both of those things a lot mm. of times. And so that has helped me when I'm in these moments of uncertainty or fear to put in a temporary certainty. I know that I'm either going to flourish or I'm going to recover. And both of those are safe options. And there's no one of those isn't right or wrong. And I'm going to do both a lot of times. So let's kind of get familiar and comfortable with uncertainty, knowing that I'm going to flourish or I'm going to recover. Both of these are fine. And then we'll do it again. And that enables me to lean into unknowns or take action when I am feeling that fear. Because I've, I've already kind of checked in with my logical brain and, and identified that it's it's safe. It's safe to be uncertain yeah. and to still take action. Yeah. And it's so good to check in with both your head and your heart and know that they both have a place. They both have a seat at the table. And maybe at one point your brain just needs to give your heart grace and vice versa. <sighs> yes. Yeah. I think a lot of compassion for the whole experience is really useful and beautiful and a necessary ingredient. So one of the reasons why I wanted you as my first guest is first, you've been a long time member of my community. And I think that any call that Robbie is on is just magical. There's just so much beauty in it. And I feel like our brains work differently. And so to have the paradigm of your brain and life experiences and then kind of seeing our journeys together through both of those is just so it's just really cool. And so I think the big thing that I wanted out of this episode is there's no one way to do anything creatively, whether it is building a business, whether it is a passion project, whether it is in some form of growth. And so can you tell us a little bit about what creativity in that process looks like for you? Perhaps one of the first steps of my creative journey was realizing how deeply I was convinced that I was a non-creative. Really? And I think that I, oh my gosh, yes. Wow. And especially because I grew up in a in a very creative a musical family and my other siblings took more kind of overtly creative paths. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I was the business kid and I you know, was just the non-artist of the group. And this was an idea that I picked up, I don't know, sometime in my formative years and stayed with me until mid 30s. And then something started challenging that. I'm not even sure I could really pinpoint what started eroding this 
confidence that I was a, a non-creative, but something started chipping away at that. And it became very apparent to me that I, I needed to um, kind of detach myself from this idea that I was a non-creative, or perhaps it was even broader than that, like detach myself from what I had considered my identity mm-hmm. and become curious about what am I actually or what else can I be? And that detachment, I think, created a lot of possibilities. And in that, I started, I think I started my relationship with creativity as it is now. And in this sense, I'm I'm talking about creativity kind of with like a capital C, like creativity as an entity Mm. or as a person, like my friend creativity. (laughs) (laughs) And it feels very collaborative. Like it, it feels definitely like something that creativity and I like work on together or I think about it as dancing mm-hmm. like creativity has asked me to dance or it's floated in and it has this idea and it's circled around me and it's like hey you will you want to play with this idea let's see <laughs> you, you, you want to come out and play and I take its hand and I and I walk out on the floor with it and it's usually awkward and we're just stepping on each other's feet and can't find the rhythm and it, it's very much like a a negotiation or collaboration and that has become more comfortable as I've engaged with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very uncomfortable at first, mostly because I couldn't get out of the, the mindset that I was going to do it wrong and it was going to be, you know, awful and embarrassing and, um, everyone was going to hate what I was going to make or it wasn't going to be enough. And in doing this, this dance with creativity, with ideas, I've really come to embrace the idea of playing with it. Mm-hmm. And with that comes this idea that like, it's just not that big of a deal, y'all. <laughs> like, it's not that deep. It's both like deeply important and, and spiritually meaningful. And like, it is as important as I think it is. And it also doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. And, and somehow those two ideas make sense together and and they do play together and then I I think as I played with creativity and collaborated I also found the space to unfold and evolve meaning the directions changed many times and I think that that's part of the process not it going wrong sometimes I've struggled with um, having an idea going into a project and being kind of attached to what I think this is going to look like and, and being unable to, to shift or pivot or, or when I feel pulled toward the pivot, I make myself wrong for that. And I, I think that like, oh, I'm getting off track mm-hmm. or I've, I've lost the vision. Being willing to collaborate with creativity, meaning like I'm not totally in charge. This isn't just my idea mm-hmm. and being able to play and, and get curious and creative with it. That has enabled me to allow the direction to unfold and evolve. And I mentioned earlier thinking of myself as a musician and for the last several months, that's really been my my focus. And I have imagined this kind of creative venture that goes deeper and deeper down that path. Um, and it's beautiful and it's exciting and I love imagining that. But more recently, I've also been imagining that that's not like the one path I follow. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not only a musician. And so allowing myself to imagine other ways in which I create or explore or expand, because I've given myself the space to allow that, I don't have fear that I'm giving up on my dream of being a musician. Mm-hmm. I, I see it actually as like allowing a bigger dream. 
I'm a musician and I'm, and again, it creates a lot of this unknown and uncertainty because I'm collaborating with creativity, which in my mind is like an active thinking entity and has its own ideas coming into this. And so um, being open to that uncertainty, it opens me up to so much more possibility than I would have if I was, if it was my own idea and I was just creating everything and, and doing it on my own. Mm-hmm. instead of opening up to kind of the uncertainty and a little bit of mysticism mm-hmm. of, you know, the role that I think this creative entity plays in the process. Can we just go back to the fact that my mind is blown that you, for a long period in your life, did not consider yourself a creative? Sure. That yeah. my mind, because I have been on a similar journey and the point in which you and I met, which I believe was in a Facebook group after Jen Sincero did a live event during COVID. So we have that mutual love for Jen Sincero and kind of the self growth books. And so when, when you and I met, you were very much exploring yourself as a creative. So I never knew kind of that prior version of yourself. Yeah, but I I had a similar journey as far as but I do have a a pivotal moment in which I cut off being a creative from my identity. And it was in my ninth grade English class. I stayed after school because I was struggling with writing a paper. And I said to my teacher, I said, you know, I I have these like thoughts and ideas in my brain, but I can't translate them and put them on the paper. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, they're words in your brain. Why can't you just take the words from your brain and put them onto the paper? And mm-hmm. at that moment, I was like, okay, so if you're a writer, which I would put in the traditional category of creative, then mm-hmm. words just come to you and you just put them on the paper and it's this magical flow that just happens. Mm-hmm. And so creativity looks however you want it to, whether you're creating a community, you're creating content, you're creating space, you're creating conversations, you're creating a family, you're creating an album, whatever outlet that is for you, we're all so creative. And I think that's a, a great analogy of thinking about creativity with a capital C as its entity and we're here to dance and it's going to be messy and it's going to be awkward. And there's going to be times that we slip up and that's part of it. That is the journey that it's supposed to be. Yeah. Girl, where have you been? I haven't seen you at work in a while. Girl, I quit and started my own business. Really? That's amazing. How did you do it? Well, I've been listening to this Beauty Boss Millionaire podcast, and it really helped me change my mindset from an employee to a CEO. All that from a podcast? Yes, the Beauty Boss Millionaire walks you through the process of starting a business and making your first million. I need that in my life. I need someone to help me. Just go to beautybossmillionaire.com or pull it up on your favorite podcast app. It's time to boss up. We're actually going to get a part two because how awesome is this conversation with Robbie? I remember when I first heard the sentiment that creativity was its own entity and it just blew my mind. And I love talking about it in this way with someone as dynamic and creative as Robbie. So I hope that that was helpful for you. In part two, we're going to get to talk about how Robbie and my journey 
has been separate. And the idea of not putting the pressure of creativity to support your lifestyle, which is the journey that Robbie is currently on, the season that she's currently in versus my season where I put all my eggs in to the high vibe basket. And also what future Robbie looks like and my lightning round questions, which I'm excited to share with you. So if you enjoy this episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, find myself and Robbie on Instagram, and I look forward to seeing you at the next High Vibe Table Talks, which will come out next week. So this is the High Vibe Table Talks podcast because big dreams and small steps can transform your life. See you next time.